Podcastcasters, how is everyone doing? I hope you're all having a wonderful week. Uh, so today's going to be a little bit different because this is actually a banked episode. So I am currently traveling in the States, and so I'm not able to record a proper episode. So what I'm doing is I'm recording this ahead of time uh, so as to make sure it's up uh, in time for while I'm down. Uh, so that's going to be why we're not going to have any Disney headlines at the moment, uh, because, of course, I can't foresee those. I can't tell the future. <laughs> so instead, I'm just going to jump right into the film, which is the 20, uh, the 2011 Winnie the Pooh uh, animated film. Uh, if you want to keep up to date with any other sort of Disney headlines, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at cast underscore Diz. And there I'm, I'm trying to be better about keeping up with the with the pod, well, not the podcast, well, with the podcast, yes, but with uh, the uh, with the Twitter and um, any sort of headlines I come across and I retweet those and that sort of thing. So I'm just going to go ahead and jump right into it. So Winnie the Pooh, the 2011 film, uh, is the last... Uh, the last full, like full feature film release of Winnie the Pooh. Uh, as I mentioned in earlier episodes, there have been a buttload of a bunch of like made for TV and direct to video sequels. Uh, but this is the first time that we're actually kind of officially revisiting Winnie the Pooh. Because uh, this is done as very much a of a revival of the Winnie the Pooh franchise. Um, and you can kind of see that from the get-go because the introduction of this film very heavily echoes the original, uh, the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh in that we come in, in like a child's bedroom, it's all live action. And we have a narrator, uh, who tells us about, oh, this can be, uh, this can be any, uh, child's, uh, bedroom, but it isn't of course, in fact, Christopher Robbins. Uh, the narrator in this film is John Cleese. Uh, which you can freaking immediately recognize. Uh, John Cleese, of course, has a very, very recognizable uh, voice. Um, and yeah, so it's very that. And then we come over to the storybook, and then uh, which is perched right next to the Winnie the Pooh, to a Winnie the Pooh stuffed bear. And we, again, we very much echo the original film. It opens up, it opens to a full map of the Hundred Acre Wood. There's Christopher Robin, there's animated Christopher Robin swinging on a swing and he comes down, sees all his friends. So yeah, and then we have the actual song itself. Uh, the Winnie the Pooh song uh, by the uh, Sherman Brothers that in this version is sung by Zoe Deschanel, which I think was very interesting. Um, so this is that's this is probably the f the only song uh, that is actually uh, by the Sherman Brothers in this film, because all the other songs are brand new songs and they are all done by Robert Lopez and Kristen Anderson Lopez, uh, that we of course know from uh, the Frozen franchise. So this is kind of like their, I guess their first foray because I believe this this film was before Frozen. Uh, which would make sense because this was the last film uh, to be done in this hand-drawn animated style, at the very least the, the last uh, uh, like official Disney release. Uh, yeah, it is uh, Disney's last traditionally animated theatrical film. Uh, however, in 2019, producer Peter Delvecco and Frozen directors Chris Buck and Jennifer Lee uh, confirmed that there would be possibilities for other future hand-drawn projects at the studio. Now, when that's going to happen, I have no idea, 
because yeah, because we're kind of we're kind of in this age of CG animation, and I don't hate it because a lot of it's actually quite it, it's gotten better and it looks quite good, but there's just something about that hand drawn animation that I just I that I love and it's just beautiful to beautiful to watch and beautiful to see. Uh, anywho. So yeah, so the movie pretty much opens up like how it does in the original. It's it opens up with with everybody marching along, singing the song, singing the Winnie the Pooh song, and then we have it it echoes that same thing where everybody's in a storybook and everybody knows that they're in a storybook, and so there's a lot of that interaction. And actually, they they heavily lean into it just a little bit more, I feel in this film. Uh, so we have uh, we open up with. Pooh Bear, uh, who is trying to be woken up by the narrator, and we see moments where the narrator like actively shakes the book and tilts the book, trying to wake up Pooh Bear, and it's very interesting. Because again, we're getting really into the fact that this is this is heavily breaking the fourth wall kind of thing, and and I really I I dig it. So Winnie the Pooh wakes up and he's immediately hungry and he goes searching for some honey, and then we're getting kind of into the crux of the story. So the main part or I guess the main arc of the story is the fact that Eeyore has lost his tail and so Pooh Bear kind of goes around and try and uh recruits a bunch of the a bunch of the friends and uh and um uh Christopher Robin oh my god I blanked on the name for a quick second there so everybody comes together to try and get Eeyore a new tail and there's a prize and of course the prize is a big fresh pot of honey which of course Pooh Bear is still eager to get because he's starving. Throughout the throughout the film, uh, he uh, we we see that a lot of it is being driven by his hunger, uh, a lot of his choices, which is very funny. Uh, unfortunately, of course, no one ever fully agrees on a tail because every time they try and give him something, nothing ever really sticks. Until finally, Kanga suggests that they use a scarf that she's done, and so of course she wins but as we see Pooh walks along and he comes across a paragraph and he sees there's 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 this weird string there and he's like what's this and he notices that it's in fact Eeyore's tail has come has come unraveled so it's you know it's not fun but then the next day uh again Pooh is still not able to find honey honestly how he's able to last two days without eating I don't know if I if I go two hours without eating I just start to shrivel (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I guess it pays, or at least it's there's a benefit to being, you know, a stuffed animal. <laughs> anyway, and so he goes to visit Christopher Robin, but then uh, the narrator points out that there's a note on the floor. He's like, and Pooh Bear notices a note, and Pooh is just walk, looking around. He's like, but then he notices a note, and the note reads, gone out, busy, back soon. However, uh, because Pooh Bear can't read, he takes it to Owl, and everyone's at Owl's house because... Uh, they're trying to find out where he is and then we get a little bit of a reference to the search for Christopher Robin film because uh, Owl reads the note and he says he goes uh, he's gone out busy Baxson and so Owl unfortunately uh, concludes that Christopher Robin has been abducted by a beast known as the Baxson and so this is where we get a song called the Baxton Song. Now, uh, this is very, very much like this little mini sequence here uh, is very, very much a reference to the Search for Christopher Robin movie that we just watched. Because, of course, now they're all 
you know, Christopher Robin's gone. Uh, he's been kidnapped by a monster. And so they kind of try and find and find him. But what they do, what they decide to do is they, uh, in the, in the Baxton song, Owl kind of describes what a Baxton is. And he's like a monster. He's got like red hair and he's big. He's got horns. Uh, and he like, and then all everybody else kind of pitches in with what they think the Baxton does. And it's like steals things and like steals your stripes and keeps you awake at night. Very funny, silly little things. And so what they decide to do is they decide to make a plan to capture the Baxton. So they dig a pit, or at least Piglet digs a pit. That poor little Piglet. <laughs> and then they scatter a bunch of random shit just all over the woods in order to lead the Baxton to this pit that they cover with a picnic blanket and put four rocks on the corners and then an empty pot of honey in the middle because of course Baxons love honey because why not <laughs> and so this is kind of their plan their plan is to capture the Baxon Tigger however kind of has a different plan he wants to go and fight the Baxon to uh to rescue uh to rescue Christopher Robin and so he decides to recruit Eeyore as you know a reluctant second Tigger uh and so in order to kind of train Eeyore, Tigger dresses up like a Baxon. He's got like a bunch of like, uh, he's got like gloves and he's got sticks for horns and he's got a red thing on his head to be like the hair and stuff as a way to kind of train him. However, Eeyore ends up escaping and hiding underwater where he discovers an anchor because all this time, again, he doesn't have a tail. So he's also on the lookout for a new tail. Anyway, so Pooh begins to hallucinate because he's just so very hungry so he attempts to get honey from a beehive uh with the help of piglet which fails miserably and so because and so his hunger starts to get the better of him and so he starts to hallucinate he starts seeing everybody as honey or as honey pots everything is honey and this is where we get this a song called everything is honey where he literally sees everything be honey and he ends up in a mud pit but of course uh, that wakes him up. Uh, and then he sees the honey pot that was meant for the Baxen. So, of course, his belly gets the better of him, or his tummy, and then he runs after it, and then he falls into the pit. Now, in the meantime, everybody's running around looking for him, looking for Pooh Bear, because he's vanished. Nobody knows where he went. So, he goes, so uh, eventually everybody comes to the pit, and they find Pooh Bear there, with his head in the empty pot, and he's just there at the bottom of the pit. And they're like, oh, Pooh. And so they try and figure out how to save him. And then in comes Eeyore with his freaking anchor for a tail. <laughs> and they try and use the anchor to pull him out. But when Rabbit goes to toss the anchor into the pit, the anchor just pulls everyone in. So now everybody's stuck inside the pit. So then what ends up happening is the only person that's not in the pit is actually Piglet. And so uh, Piglet tries to help by <laughs> misinterpreting Rabbit's instructions. He's like, you know, get something to help us to help us out. Piglet brings a flower. He's like, cool, that's a nice flower, but we need something longer. He brings a book, <laughs> which is a very funny joke because uh, he's like, oh, uh, I think the instruction was we need something longer. And so Piglet brings the book. He's like, oh, no, this was like, Owl read this to me. And it and it's very long. And the book falls into the pit and it lands on Pooh's head. And he looks over at Rabbit and says, Piglet's right, Rabbit. It lags in the middle. And it's just very funny. The, the thing about this movie, 
that I really liked is that there are some jokes in it that literally made me laugh out loud. Like literally I laughed out loud. They were very, very smart and very funny jokes. There's uh, like in the, like closer to the beginning of the film when Pooh sees Eeyore, uh, Owl shows up because he's writing a memoir. And so he goes to the spot where he hatched and he's like, you know, chapter one and blah, blah, blah. So they're like, oh, Owl, can you help us with something? We need help to find Eeyore's tail. So Owl, of course, being the smart ass, he starts using all these big words and everything. And Pooh is like, no, I, I, I don't I don't understand. You need to use, like, I don't know what any of what you're saying means. Owl gives him the notebook to try to make, write notes down to uh, to make a plan. And there's a moment where uh, Owl says the word issue and Pooh Bear says, oh, bless you. And there's just this ongoing joke about how Owl uses the word issue. And then Pooh Bear and Eeyore both think he, of course, is sneezing. It's it's a silly joke, but it works. It's just so funny. Like, the voice acting is so good in this film. Jim Cummings fucking kills it as Winnie the Pooh. And, of course, as Tigger. Uh, Bud Lucky uh, plays Eeyore. Um, uh, an American animator, artist, cartoonist, composer. Uh, worked at an animation studio in Pixar. And so he's the voice of Eeyore. Craig Ferguson is Owl. Craig Ferguson. Which I think is hilarious. Uh, Travis Oates is Piglet. Uh, who's just a standard American voice actor. Uh, I believe he's. I believe he is the role of Piglet in a few of them, uh, like in a few of the things. Uh, Kristen Anderson Lopez, who, as I mentioned earlier, is one of the, the composers, is Kanga. Um, of course, John Cleese is the narrator. Uh, later on in the film, there's actually an after credit sequence uh, in which the Baxen actually shows up apparently he does exist and he is actually voiced by somebody named uh who will who will burnley hauser i don't know who this is but there you go uh but all in all everybody does such a good job in this movie and it's just very very funny so anyway so piglet uh goes off to try and find uh help to get everybody out so they think, oh, there's a there's a there's a skipping rope at Christopher Robin's house, and so they so Owl flies out of the hole, gives Piglet a pep talk, and sends him off into the scary forest for Christopher Robin's house, and then he flies back in the hole, and everyone's like, Owl, and you think they're gonna be like, Owl, you can just fly out, you can fly us all out, because that's what we going around in my head. And of course, they're all like, that was the most inspiring speech I've ever heard. It was just so funny. Just how they just completely dismiss the fact that he can just fly everybody out. Uh, it was just very silly. And so um, uh, on on his way to the house, he comes across Tigger, who is disguised as the Baxen, as so he thinks it's the real Baxen. So he runs away. Or actually, no, sorry. Before that, he finds this red balloon that's floating around, who who is like a consistent character, quote unquote, in the, in the film, even though it's literally just a balloon. It's not a character. It's just a... Th- a thing they've all befriended as just a friend. And so he finds the balloon caught in some branches and he pulls it out. Uh, and then he sees Tigger dresses the Baxen. And then he runs away and he starts to float with the balloon. Cause it's of course filled with helium, right? So it's floating up and he sees the hole and he's all excited. He's going to get everybody out. And then Tigger kind of like comes running because he thinks the Baxen is chasing them as well. Cause he's hearing Piglet scream about the Baxen. 
And so Tigger runs, 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 like jumps and catches Tig and Piglet. And they're all freaking out because, you know, huge misunderstanding. And they end up at the hole. And then Piglet lands in the hole uh, with Tigger. And then Tigger kind of shakes himself off. And, of course, everybody sees that it's not the Baxton, that it is, in fact, Tigger. And then once that happens, then, like, everything kind of gets cleared up. And they release. And uh, uh, the balloon ends up uh, kind of escaping, unfortunately. Uh, and so everybody is all sad about it. And then, um, but in, while Tigger and Piglet were kind of coming down, they ended up taking some of the text of the book with them. So there's literally letters inside the pit with them. And it's very, it, again, it, it's that fun thing of them, like kind of pseudo breaking the fourth wall. And then uh, Pooh Bear looks up and he sees that there's a honeypot on the edge of the hole. And so what he does is he creates a ladder with the letters and climbs up out of the hole. And uh, unfortunately, of course, the honeypot is empty, so he's all sad about it. Uh, but then everybody follows suit. Everybody follows him because, of course, now there's a way out. <laughs> so now there's a so now everybody's out of the pit. Uh, everyone's all excited. Uh, and then uh and then not a moment later, they hear rustling in the bushes. And everyone kind of freaks out. It's like, oh my god, what is it? Turns out, it's just Christopher Robin. And turns out, he only just, he just went to school. Because it's the start of the school year. So he went to school. So the note that he left, in which he uh, clears up the misunderstanding that it is, in fact, he's back soon, not back soon, is just that he was just gone to school. And then everybody just, like, looks at Owl as, like, really, dude? Like, really? It's just very, very silly. Later on, uh, Pooh goes to uh, visit Owl because he's just kind of wandering around. Again, still looking for honey, has not found any food yet. So he ends up at Owl's place and uh, is speaking to Owl and uh, is asking to see whether or not he has anything. But then he notices that the pull rope to ring Owl's doorbell has a very interesting puller on it. Looks very familiar. Looks a lot like Eeyore's tail. And so Pooh grabs the tail and takes it back to Eeyore. The misunderstanding was that uh, Owl thought that it was just a pull bell, like a, like the thing to pull the doorbell. And he found it just randomly and just kind of took it and like pretty much yanked it right off of Eeyore's butt, which is, you know, very, very silly. And so goes and returns the tail to Eeyore and everybody celebrates. Uh, Christopher Robin rewards Pooh for his selflessness because, of course, he either Pooh could have either stayed for the food or left immediately to give Eeyore his tail. I personally don't think they are necessarily exclusive of each other. I feel like Pooh still could have had some food and then left because it's like it's not like it's an urgent matter could have waited an extra five or ten minutes wouldn't have changed anything but anyway I, I digress but as a way to to sort of um reward Pooh Bear they are given he's given this giant honey pot and so he just dives in he literally just dives in and we kind of fill and finish the film more or less with Pooh swimming in a pot of honey uh but then afterwards uh Christopher Robin and Pooh are just walking off into the sunset as best friends and then you know uh kind of cementing their friendship for each other it's very very sweet uh and yeah it's 
Oh, and of course, the after credit sequence I mentioned earlier, uh, the Baxton kind of shows up and he's not actually like this really evil, mean monster. He just kind of he finds a bunch of items and he's like, oh, somebody left these. And then he sees the chalk drawing of himself. He's like, oh, maybe it's this guy's. Maybe I should collect all these things so that so that they don't get broken so I can return them to him. And then he falls into the pit. It's, <laughs> it's very it's a very silly after credit scene. Um but I'm kind of glad that it's in there just as a sort of, uh, I guess just as levity more than anything else. Anyway, all in all, I really enjoyed this movie. It's very fun. It's very silly. Again, the jokes are actually very good. Visually, the animation is beautiful. It is a very, very beautiful movie. I I actually enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to. Um, is it better than the original? I would probably throw it on par. It's very, it has a very similar feel. Um, however, I don't think there are as many quote unquote iconic songs in this movie as there were in the original. Um, but it's, it's a, it's a fun movie. It's surprisingly good. So all in all, I'd probably give it a good solid seven out of 10. Some little bits of just production trivia of the movie here. Uh, apparently production started back in 2008 uh, with uh, John Lasseter announcing that Disney wanted to create a film that would, quote, transcend generations, which I think this movie does, because for me, it very much is reminiscent of the classic film. Again, because in just in the stylistically, just how it's done with like intro, uh, you know, intro into a live action kid's room and then the storybook elements and like incorporating those into the film. So, yeah. And then while at the same time bringing in like new stories, because like um, these are new stories that hadn't been told before. Of course, they are. Uh, they do allude to other things, like I said before, with the whole with the Baxton thing. Uh, with the fear that Christopher Robin was kidnapped or has been lost, is definitely heavily eluding the Search for Christopher Robin film. But still, it's very much it very much feels like its own thing. Um, budget was about thirty million dollars. Box office was fifty point one. So I wouldn't say it was a box office hit, uh, but I also don't think it was a flop either. It's also a super super short movie. It's only like an hour. Like when I saw the runtime, I was like, is this? is this real? Like, is this true? It doesn't feel like in 2011, I like, that's definitely not common. Like it's, that's like one hour long movies are like golden age era, Disney length times and things. But anyway, it's a really fun film. I highly, highly recommend it. Uh, yeah, it's just a really, it's really fun and cute. I definitely would give it a chance. Uh, but until then we're going to, wait until next week which is the live action christopher robin film starring ewan mcgregor i'm very excited for this um we'll see how that goes because it's supposed to like be you know with christopher robin having grown up and been an adult um which seems to be a very common thing with whenever there's a story about a young child and then you know they're very imaginative and everything you know we saw this with with hook with peter pan and uh, with the connection to Peter Pan, we saw this with the live-action Alice in Wonderland films. Uh, in reference, of course, to the original Alice in Wonderland. Now we have Christopher Robin, and of course, in reference to Winnie the Pooh. So it's very interesting to see that this is kind of a common thing, I think, especially when you have child characters uh, as main protagonists. Anyway, I'm very excited for that film. Uh, hope to see you all next week, or talk to you all next week. I guess. Uh, make sure you eat your food. 
uh, take your meds, drink your water, and get some sleep. Uh, I know I certainly do. So, yeah. Well, see you all next time. Bye. Bye.